G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Ron Ross is our Middle East correspondent and he's joining me on the phone once again. How are you going, Ron? Great, Tracy. How are you? Very well. Now, listen, last week we saw that Benjamin Netanyahu's cabinet was allowed to form. It was a pretty slim majority, I think 59 to 61 or something like that, wasn't it? That was it. Okay, but now there's been a no-confidence motion. Yes, and uh, not without surprise, I would say. The uh, Yeshet-Atid faction within the coalition called the uh, no-confidence motion, and it fell by 59 to 56. Uh, They said the government should be dissolved because it would not keep one of uh, Netanyahu's uh, promises. Uh, But the problem here is that under the Constitution or the uh, law of operation of the Parliament, the Knesset, uh, it suggested a, a no-confidence motion once a month would be sufficient to test the government. But uh, each faction within the uh, opposition is allowed to take their own initiative. So the Netanyahu coalition right now is bracing uh, to be impacted by no-confidence co- votes once a week. Uh, so uh, nobody needs to get sick or be missing in action uh, as this uh, coalition attempts to govern. So in short, there is no governing going on. It's just a, a game of let's see if we can pull the government down before we even start. It's like a survival series. <laughs> if anyone's missing, there's a, there's a terrible target for the coalition. And I'm sure behind the scenes, uh, uh, Netanyahu is trying to get one more group into his coalition to extend the uh, majority. And there's a lot going on too. Of course, we've seen some pretty severe fighting in the last few days in the Iraqi city of Ramadi. That's now fallen to the Islamic State. Hundreds and hundreds have died. Yeah, and the reports that came out uh, were very gruesome, describing the mayhem in the streets, the dead bodies and all of that stuff. Uh, 500 were killed by ISIS in Ramadi, Uh, and thousands fled. Uh, There was a figure given in the report of 8,000 people fled from uh, the city, Uh, in addition to the enormous exodus last April. uh, The United Nations said that as many as 114,000 residents have fled from Ramadi and surrounding villages uh, during the violence. Uh, A statement was given saying we welcome any group including Shiite militia, to come and help us in liberating the city from the militants. That was by a spokesman. Uh, and I, I, I read, saw with interest a comment by the Ministry of Defence in the United States that said uh, that they would give extra support to recapture the city. Unfortunately, not enough effort has been given to cause the terrible loss of life and the... Uh, humanitarian crisis that these people have gone through in recent weeks. Well, that's right, because it's the loss of life is one thing, but the other thing, as you mentioned there, is the displaced people, and 
where do they go? What happens to them? That's the other concern, isn't it? Yes, I, I remember the years that my wife and I worked uh, in the squatters' villages in uh, the Philippines, where dislocated people had started to try and rebuild some kind of existence on the garbage dump of Manila. And they had an amazing community in those difficult uh, circumstances. Uh, but I remember one man thanking uh, one of the youth with the mission workers, George Rankin, uh, before he died on clean sheets. Uh, George had carried him out of the dump into a, a facility uh, and the man thanked him before he died on clean sheets. So uh, you just the poverty situation is something that the world really needs to come to grips with. Mm. And, of course, the Islamic State are not showing any signs of letting up at all. We know that they have stated that they want to take over the world, essentially kill the infidels. Now they've said they want to kill the President of the United States and anybody who is a worshipper of Christ. Yeah, they came out in reaction to the killing by the United States of uh, senior leader Abu Sayyaf, and uh, they made the statement, we will take Obama and the supporters of the cross. Uh, now, that's a, a, there's probably no chance of them getting anywhere near Obama, but certainly the supporters of the cross have suffered terribly uh, as Christians are being abused and annihilated uh, by this group all over the place. And some of that's not reported very vividly, and uh, it's not carried in prayer uh, over the weekend in churches, and uh, Christians get around uh, their lives uh, with no concern for their brothers and sisters in uh, critical circumstances overseas. And uh, it's something that we need to be carrying in prayer uh, vigorously. Yeah, very true, very true. Israel is celebrating at the moment Jerusalem Day. Yes, and it's a tragedy that uh, uh, Jerusalem Day is a wonderful time of celebration that goes on for a week, despite it being called a day. Uh, but uh, there have been riots already in the old city uh, as people protest the liberation or yeah, the Jewish occupation of the uh, the holy city. And uh, it happened at the weekend uh, rock throwing and bottle throwing and abusing one another as the Arab uh, uh, youth came into the situation, but also some very uh, uh, religious young Jewish people uh, became quite volatile uh, during the, the march. Jerusalem Day is very important. Uh, it's uh, celebrated from May 16 to May 28. It's a national Israeli holiday. It was declared to be a minor religious holiday by the chief rabbinate. And uh, immediately after Israel declared its independence in 1948, the neighbouring Arab countries attacked, resulting in the Arab-Israeli war. And that attack goes on every year during the celebrations of Jerusalem Day. Let's take a little bit of a look on the lighter side, Ron. You've pointed out that there were two women making headlines this week. One was Queen Elizabeth and the other was actress Helen Mirren. Fill us in. Well, uh, I'm a unashamed loyalist and Queen Elizabeth really touched my heart this week. Uh, she's going to pay a visit to Germany in June and it's reported that she's requested a visit with her husband, uh, Prince Philip, to the Bergen-Belsen concentration camp. 
Now, I remember being there several times, and uh, I'm sure the Queen will be as impacted as I was by my visit to Bergen-Belsen. And during the visit, the Queen and Prince Philip will meet with Holocaust survivors as well as the people who actually helped liberate the camp. I was extremely touched by the Queen's request, and uh, I'm sure it will draw more attention to the great brutality that took place during World War II. Helen Merrin is an actress that I admire greatly, and she was the recipient of the award issued by the World Jewish Congress last week for her role in the movie Women in Gold. Now, I believe this will uh, be screened in Australia from the end of this month, uh, but it's a, a movie designed to help educate the public about the issues of Nazi-looted art. Merrin uh, plays a, a woman uh, a, a, who uh, helped reclaim five major Gustav Klimt paintings from the Nazis and restored them uh, to their rightful owners. They're in museums now, but the story is as recent as 2006, and the heroine was a lady, Maria Altman. So good on Queen Elizabeth, and congratulations, Helen Merrin. That is Ron Ross, our Middle East correspondent. Always something new. Ron, good to talk to you. We'll chat again next week. Thank you, Tracy. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts, or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.